Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. Lesson 32 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ. We wish to focus on the growth of the early Christian church. We will see this in two parts. First, the healing of the crippled beggar, which you may find in Acts 3 and 4, and then the story of Ananias and Sapphira, which you may find in Acts 5 verses 1 through 14. So first, the healing of the crippled beggar, Acts 3 and 4. We need to realize that the disciples, Peter and John, but also the others, Although they were now disciples of Christ, which we would call Christians, yet they remained Jews by nationality, and so they continued to practice the Jewish customs. And so it is that at the ninth hour of this day, Peter and John are on their way to the temple. It is the hour of prayer, and so they will join the other Jews at the temple for the prayer. And as they are walking towards the temple there, they see a lame man sitting along the road. He is sitting at the gate going to the temple. And this lame man is already about 40 years of age. And he has been lame since birth. And so he has to sit along the way. He has to find a place where he can beg, ask for alms to live on and to support himself. And so when he sees Peter and John coming, oh, then he holds out his hand as if he is asking them also for alms. Then uh, Peter and John stop, and they look at this man, and they say to him, Look on us. Oh, you can imagine, this man thought, Surely, now I will receive uh, something. But, oh, how disappointed he was when he hears what Peter says. Peter says, Silver and gold have I none. Oh, that is what he is begging for, and they don't have any. But listen what Peter says further. But such as I have, I give thee. What does Peter have? Well, Peter has the power 
of God to do miracles. He has received that power from Jesus before Jesus ascended into heaven. And so he now says to this man, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. <clears throat> oh, immediately, Peter reaches out his hand to this man, and he pulls him up, and he receives strength in his legs, and he is able to walk. Oh, this man went leaping to the temple with Peter and John, praising God for the wonder that had happened in his life. Oh, you can imagine the astonishment of the people in the temple when they see this man who has sat at the gate for so many years begging for alms, walking into the temple with Peter and John. Oh, they all gather around Peter and John. They want to know what happened and how it happened. And then Peter looks at the group of people, the multitude, and he says, Why are you so amazed? Do you think we did this in our own power? No, we have no power. But he says, You have delivered Jesus to suffer and to die, that he was killed upon the cross. This same Jesus God has raised from the dead and has glorified. And now it is in faith in his name. It is by faith in his name that this man is made whole. Oh, then he still warns them. He says, repent from your sins. Also, your sins can still be forgiven. And while he is speaking to the people, uh, we see some of the priests and the Sadducees coming uh, to see what this is all about. And they hear Peter preaching about the resurrection of the dead and especially of the rising of Jesus Christ. And then uh, they are upset and they lay hold of Peter and John. They take them and they put them in prison uh, because it is already the evening of the day. And so they will wait till the next day uh, to hear them. <clears throat> and then we see the next day uh, that uh, they bring uh, Peter and John uh, before the council. And they ask them, by what power did you do this? And then Peter again, filled with the Holy Ghost, receives boldness to stand in front of the priest, the high priest, the Sadducees, the council, and to say, by the name of Jesus Christ, whom you have crucified, who is risen from the dead, and who God has glorified, it is in his name that we have healed this man. Oh, the council realized they couldn't say anything because that a miracle had happened, everyone could see. Therefore, they decided that they would warn the disciples and command them that they would no longer preach the resurrection in the name of Jesus. But then Peter and John answered and said, It is commanded unto us to obey God rather than men. We must speak 
of that which we have heard and which we have seen. Or we may not be silent about what Jesus has taught us and what we have received from him. Or then the council, realizing that they can do nothing, threatened them and sent them home. Well, those disciples went to visit the other disciples, and together they rejoiced that they were able to suffer for the sake of Jesus, and they received boldness and power to continue to preach in the name of Jesus. Oh, then, when we think of this miracle, how many people were still converted unto Christ? Because it says that by this time, the number had reached 5,000, and they were, with one accord, living together in unity. As we have seen before, having all things in common. And now we will see that there are two instances given of people who have sold their possessions and brought them to the apostles. The first one that we read of is of Barnabas. We will read more of him later in our studies about the mission work. But Barnabas sold his land and he brought the money to the apostles. He did it out of love to God and to his neighbor. But then in part two, we will see the other example. When we look at Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5 verse 1 through 14, Ananias and Sapphira also belonged to the Christian church, but they had joined for the honor of belonging, not for the love of belonging. And when they heard the people speak about Barnabas and about his gift, oh, then they became jealous. They thought, oh, we would like the people to talk about us like that as well. And so they also decide to sell a piece of land, not all of their land, but a piece of their land. But then Satan fills their heart and says, only give some of that money to the apostles. Keep the rest for yourself. Nobody will ever know. And so we see that Ananias is now on his way with the portion of money that he is willing to give to the apostles. And by this time, God has already warned Peter of what has happened. So that when Ananias now comes, Peter asks him, Ananias, why hath Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Why have you kept back part of the money and are you acting as if this is all of it? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. Oh, look, it, suddenly Ananias falls down dead. Oh, then the young men that were with Peter took his body and buried it. About three hours later, Sapphira, wondering what is taking Ananias so long, also goes to the apostles. And then Peter asks her whether that was the amount of money they had received for their land. He wanted to know whether Sapphira knew what Ananias had done. 
And then she said, yes, that is the amount. Oh, so they had agreed to lie. And that is what Peter now says. So you have agreed together to deceive the Lord, the Holy Ghost. And immediately she also falls down dead. And the young men bury her. Oh, you can imagine the fear that fell upon all those who were around. And that fear should fill your heart and my heart. Because we all stand guilty. How many times haven't we lied to God? How many times have we not acted as if it was true when it wasn't true? And yet God has not brought us into judgment. We have not died on the spot. Then why did God do this for Ananias and Sapphira? Well, God does this to purify his church because this young Christian church needed to be strengthened and purified. And we see that also this incident, this event will be for the salvation of sinners because many will believe and will join the church. But they will not join the church carelessly, but they will do it in truth and in uprightness. And that is also the warning for us, uh, that we may be bold to confess the name of Jesus. No, you and I cannot do that in our own strength. Then we need to pray that the Holy Ghost may lead us and to give us that faith in Jesus Christ, to stand up also in the midst of a dark world and to confess his name, for he is worthy that we would confess him before men. Thank you.